Financial Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. What do you say we check out what's going on on social media? Add Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. We call it social studies. It's our 9 o'clock feature. And Sarah Cazell's here to take us through did, it. Did Jared ask any decent questions today? Mm. Uh, did he ask any indecent questions? Whoa! <laughs> mm. I know you've already killed a hand fruit or something back there. I wish. I wish. I, I'm, no, I'm, no hand fruits? No, I, I don't have a hand fruit. What, what did you eat earlier? I had a granola bar. I wish I had a hand fruit, but we're, we're all Are out. Are we dieting? No. No? No. No. You're on a diet. Jared laughs a granola. Jared laughs. He's like, no. Jared makes me so mad for many reasons, but mostly <laughs> because he eats literally whatever he, he does. wants. He's a total disposal, garbage disposal, mm-hmm. and he's the skinniest person. No, 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 Do no. Wear- Do you wear Spanx? <laughs> Girl, you look great. Just for fun. Girl, not, you look great. Yeah, not for well, aesthetic what? value, just for enjoyment, personal enjoyment. But no, I'm 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 in the worst shape of all four of you. I'm in, absolutely in the worst shape. I just you know look so good in my clothes that you can't tell. That's that's it's, uh, it's the loud pattern. Fashion yeah, strategy right. paying that's, off. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's a good point. Maybe I should take a, a note Maybe I from should Jared too. Carlin. Okay, I'm writing that one down. All right, we are Bigley and Murata mornings, and this is social studies. We're on Twitter at Bigley underscore Murata. That is where Jared posts the decent and or indecent questions every single day. Let me go through them now. All right, Monty Fort. Hi, welcome to the Valley. He is the Arizona Cardinals' new general manager. Uh, not a name that a lot of casual football fans, certainly in Arizona, knew before yesterday, but he is the next GM, so we are asking open-ended, what are your thoughts on the new hire, and what does it mean for the organization moving forward? Yeah, I, I kind of look at it as uh, it's sort of like you get a midterm grade for this, so it, uh, and, and I would give it a B-plus just based on what I know, and, and what I know is just the superficial stuff, and that is good pedigree, been with um, um, a couple very successful organizations, external hire, all those things I think are very, very necessary here. Now, he's going to have to prove he can do the job, Mm -hmm. and Michael Bidwell is going to have to finish the job by getting the right head coach in here. But in terms of steps... It's it, it it at least checks those fundamental boxes that I that I needed to have checked. Yeah, I'm on my way to liking this hire again, for, first and foremost, because it's a set of fresh eyes coming from a different organization with experience in several organizations, by the way, on how to construct a roster. But it's a little bit incomplete, too, right now, because we don't know the other piece of this sure. dynamic. The head coach and the general manager, you want them to be in lockstep. You want them to have a connection, and we'll see what kind of connection Austin Fort and whoever the next head coaches, but I, I I like this on its own. Mm-hmm. Ton of work to do. Sure. There's we'll no s- doubt about that. We'll see what the second half of this hire is, absolutely. Yeah. And for what it's worth, for those who are not able to hear uh, ESPN's Mike Reese come on our show about an hour ago, he covered Austin Fort for years when Austin Fort was with the New England Patriots. He was very complimentary of the man, said that he came up from the very bottom of the organization. He's a self-made man, built this career himself, and, and had a lot of really nice things to say about him. Let's get to our listeners. What do they think about Monty Austin Fort? Mojo Lens says it's too early to tell. Sounds like he's got a good pedigree, but he's not been in charge before. The question is, is Brian Flores his next hire? I'm not thrilled if it is. Tim Walgren says, I'm afraid that most of us know nothing about him. I hope he knows D'Amico Ryans, though. 
Sandra Day O'Clobber says all he knows is the full Monty references, jokes, and parodies are incoming. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. Uh, J-Rod Cards says my knee-jerk reaction is I am ticked. I don't know why, though. I'm just programmed to be mad at this team. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, until they prove otherwise. It's exactly. not uh, inaccurate for exactly. a lot of people. Yes. And then Clovar says, I'm just hoping for a good change, good wins, good plays. I am Vince Clovar, key master of Gozer. I have no, no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo. From Ghostbusters. Oh. Yeah. It's oh. been a minute. It's been several minutes. It was actually Vince Clortho. Clortho. I changed it. Cleared it up. All right, let's Swag All right, Tom Brady. Man, he's in a slump. Uh, hey, Tom Brady is uh, in a bit of a life slump as well right now. He's out of the playoffs. He and his Buccaneers lost to Dak Prescott yeah. and the Cowboys 31 14 last night. It got up to what? 24 nothing. 24 nothing. Yeah. Before they finally got on the Four board. Four touchdowns, no extra points. Ooh, that was so wild. Yeah, that was a rough night for him, too. Now, the speculation, of course, about Tom Brady's future is already well underway. Where does he go next? Does he go somewhere else? Will another team be interested in him? Of these four options, guys, where is Tom Brady next season? With the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers, the Miami Dolphins, or Thailand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joining Cliff Kingsbury over there. Uh, not Thailand. Not Thailand. Okay. Not Miami. Not San Francisco. Oh. The Raiders. It's my. It's Miami or the Raiders. Okay. And why Miami or the Raiders? Well, because Miami was on his radar screen before, and and so the organization really wants him, and they've got a guy in Tua that who knows. Um, well, they did say over the weekend they're they're expecting him to be their quarterback yep. next year. Mm-hmm. What that means in January remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But. but I think I'd vote Raiders first. Okay. Raiders. If we were Raiders. to throw in a television job, would your vote change? Put him in the booth somewhere? Or do you think the Raiders? He's coming into the booth! Uh, he, we know that he, that deal's in place whenever he's done to mm-hmm. just step into the booth. Fox, right? Yeah, I believe so. I don't think he's ready for that just yet. I don't think Tom Brady wants that to be his last football game. Oh. Yeah, he, was, he made the playoffs, but bad. overall now, they were 8-10, and 10, that team. Yeah. So it's not like he had a good year. No. I mean, yeah. big numbers, but mostly because they couldn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Thailand is the winning <laughs> option right now. Who doesn't want to go there now? I know. I'm ready to go. 49% say Tom Brady will be in Thailand next season. 35% say the Las Vegas Raiders. And then it's real close for the 49ers and the Dolphins. Uh, 8.6% for Miami. 8.2% for San Francisco. The Dark Shaman says, I could see the 49ers wanting Tom Brady to teach Brock Purdy for a year. Maybe Brock Purdy can teach Tom Brady. I don't know. Uh, Jerry says, having been to Thailand over 30 times since the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. I think he's stationed in the Philippines, if I'm remembering past uh, interactions with Jerry Hewitt. He says, most Thai people are under six feet tall and slight of build. Tom Brady could play there until he is 60 plus. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Thai football uh, uh, league. The TFL. The Thai the football TFL, league. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and quickly, let's get to our final question. Uh, the Jaguars 
pulled off an absolutely insane comeback against the Chargers on Saturday night. They rallied from down 27 to win 31-30. But you would never know it with how Al Michaels and Tony Dungy called that game. It was just the flattest of flat, saddest of sad. Here's just the tiniest bit of that call. For the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. Wow. Pivotal wow. moment. Okay. You got it. You got it. But it's a flag down. You got it. You got it. <laughs> There's a flag down. They're calling it on the defense. Unbelievable. We're asking, what is the greatest play-by-play call of all time? It's the same guy we just played. Isn't that something? Al Michaels, 1980, Lake Placid. What Do you believe in miracles? There's a lot of great yes. ones, but that one is above all. Al Michaels uh, has called the criticism and the trolls nothing but internet compost, <laughs> which is which is proof that this that the that the um, criticism is probably really getting to him. Yeah, yeah. Also, that's, that a, be... that's just a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful end game call yes. to a monumental comeback. Because I pointed this out to Bick. I went back after the fact, knowing who won the game, and I watched the second half because I didn't watch it live. I had better things to do, like look at the inside of my eyelids. <laughs> and at the beginning of the second half of that game, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy both were very freely foreshadowing a comeback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, saying there's a chance. This this game's not over. This is what you do to get back into the game. It was kind of almost like they knew something was coming. Weird. Yet yeah. it came to fruition, and that was the call. Yeah. It was strange. Very strange. Anyway, the answer is this. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. <laughs> yes. yes, Kevin Harlan did get uh, a couple shout-outs in the responses. We don't have time to go through all of them, but they are on Twitter at Thickly underscore Murata. Uh, social studies, thank you for participating. Nice. Also called Internet Compost. Maybe we can visit revisit some of those classic Ooh. calls. Later? Late in the show. I would like that. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Social studies every morning at 9 o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter is where that goes down. Coming up next, what do we want to hear from the new head, or not, new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals? Monty Osenfort, we'll get into that next as we are less than 45 minutes away from his introductory press conference here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. I mean, he came up from the bottom. Like area scout, lowest job possible. And to watch him grow, you know, along the way, take steps up the ladder, I would say it's been a very authentic and sort of organic growth. And, like, honestly, there was a part of me when I saw the news, I'm like, good for him. Because he did it the right way, in my in my view. And he's not like one of those self-promoters, you know, behind the scenes. He just let his work speak for itself. And, and I think that's... I think it's going to be a great hire for the Cardinals. Mike Reese. I thought Mike Reese was going to bust into some Drake lyrics at some point during that answer. Started from I the always bottom. think he's about to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's his vibe, right? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, talking about Monty Ossenfort, the new general manager for the Arizona Cardinals, coming up at approximately 10 a.m. So in the interim between our show and Wolf and Luke, we will carry the Arizona Cardinals press conference introducing Monty Ossenfort live on the air so you got no reason to go anywhere else to seek out that content um 
Monty Austin-Fort has had an interesting career. He's worked with several different organizations, the Houston Texans, a couple times with New England, last three years in Tennessee with the Titans. Um, and I like the varied resume. I think it's a good plus for the Arizona Cardinals. I like the fact that he's coming from the outside, that today is his first day as an employee of the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of work to be done and a lot of self-evaluation that mm-hmm. tends to be more difficult for guys who were part of the, 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 the problem, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Now, the fact that Monty Osenfort started from the bottom as a regional scout, that's also the same path that Steve Kime started with in 1999, regional scout for the Cardinals until 2005. He worked his way up as well. And look, Steve Kime had 10 years on the job. There were a lot of highs. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of lows. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's ending, as it always does, on a low. I'm excited for this hire, uh, but there's, you know, this doesn't cure everything. There's a ton of work to be done to get this organization back in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder what exactly what it was uh, about Monty that sold himself on Michael Bidwill, um, other than the traits that Michael Bidwill mentioned. I, I, I think that clearly, if the Cardinals are going to get back into the game, they're going to have to start drafting really well, and they're going to have to start drafting really well immediately. And they've got a great opportunity with the number three overall pick in the mm-hmm. draft that should give them some flexibility to trade down, I would think. Um, so there's a there's a, a there's a possibility here to to you know kind of reap a whole bunch of draft picks back in return. So I'm hoping for the best. Like I said, there is a baseline of standards that the Cardinals have met with this, and that's all it is, is a baseline. But at least they met that. At least they did not promote from within, which I think, even if it might have been a good idea, it would have never been perceived as a good idea. It would have really kind of shaken the faith of this fan base. And I'm I'm just glad that they, they found a candidate that they like so much that they moved on it. Now, again, what does it mean about Sean Payton, I don't know. I, I, that remains to be seen, too. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to hear some news uh, you know, today, if we could. That's one thing I'd love to hear in the press conference is that, hey, we've got a date scheduled for Sean Payton. He's already interviewed for with about three teams. Today mm-hmm. was the date that everybody had circled according to the regulations put forth by the New Orleans Saints. But I, I would hate to see the Cardinals, because they attacked the general manager spot first, fall behind if they don't get their first choice. Now... I find it. I brought this up earlier in the show too. Like we talked about, hey, Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson, intriguing candidates, but probably better to go from the outside. They did that. Monty Austinfort was with the Tennessee Titans. He interviewed for the GM position in Tennessee, um, but ultimately takes the Arizona job. They have not filled that position yet. Cardinals vice president of player personnel, Quentin Harris, also interviewed for that job in Tennessee. How ironic would that be if Austin Fort comes to Arizona and Harris goes to Tennessee, kind of a trade? But I think both of those, if that were to happen, I think both of the decisions could be chalked up to we need an outside influence because the situation in Tennessee got real ugly in a hurry this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, no, yes, yes, it did. And, and I think that, that more people, I think, look at his tenure in New England as, okay, you, you've got to learn something by osmosis there, right? Don't you? Some methodology, yes. some, uh, you would think. And uh, a lot of people um, have been trained to be sus- suspect and suspicious of the coaching tree, the people who work as assistants under Bill Belichick, who get head coaching jobs and who invariably fail. 
Um, this is a little different. This isn't a head coaching position. This is a talent evaluation kind of deal. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. Uh, I'm curious if they if they go and complete this loop. If Mike Flores is indeed a head coaching candidate, is Bill O'Brien in Flores. play? I'm sorry, yeah, right, Brian Flores. If Brian Flores is in play for the head coaching position, is Bill O'Brien available as offensive coordinator? Now, a lot of people have speculated that Bill Belichick might reach out and bring Bill O'Brien back to New England. Who knows? As of last week, that hadn't happened, Right. Um, interestingly enough, because Alabama was not in the college football playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think the Patriots probably had ample opportunity to do that. Remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe Bill O'Brien likes the college game. Who knows? He's working with top flight yeah. talent, talent every single year. But you know, Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator, you could do a lot worse than that. I, and I've also seen uh, there's a lot of mixed reaction to Brian Flores and and who people perceive him to be as head coach. I'll tell you that. Does Bill O'Brien get along with DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think so. But is DeAndre Hopkins going to be, be here? here yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Bill yeah. O'Brien was one of the big reasons DeAndre why DeAndre Hop- Hopkins wanted out. Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins' issue here is not with the head coach. I mean, that's not what this is all about. No, I think the issue, if there is one, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins wants to be part of a rebuild. Yeah, it might be. It might have to do with the quarterback, but it, I think it has mostly to do with with the Cardinals' current status. Yeah, again, we'll uh, carry the Monty Ford introductory press conference at the uh, top of the hour at 10 o'clock right here on Arizona Sports. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we hand out a little uh, delayed weekend hardware. That is straight ahead on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome on back to Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Like we always do at 930, we are going to our website, ArizonaSports.com, and we are checking out our daily poll question. Talking about the Phoenix Suns, guys. Where do you think the Suns finish at the end of the regular season? So in the Western Conference, where do you think they finish? In a top six spot? 7 to 10 and in the play-in tournament mix or outside of the top 10 and out of the playoffs. Right now they are 12. I'm, uh, yeah, as much as I'd like to vote otherwise, I'm going to say right now B in the 7 to 10 range. 7 to 10, okay. Here's the thing, is that right now they're 12th and you never want that number next to you. Uh, the team in the 6th spot is the LA Clippers and that is a exactly a two-game mm-hmm. differential between the two. Room for a jump. I would feel more comfortable answering that question if I had timetables on returns for several key, key players. Mm-hmm. So I don't. So I'll say 7 to 10 right now. Okay. That is what 51% of our voters picked as well. The Suns will finish somewhere in the play-in mix, 7 to 10 in the West. 27% believe they will finish outside of the top 10 and out of the playoffs. 22% say they're going to make that jump into the top six. I'd love to see it. You can mm-hmm. cast your vote All right. right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Handing out the hardware. Hardware's our version of the award show. Normally we do it on Mondays. This has a Monday feel. It's the first uh, show it of the does, week for indeed. us with the, uh, with the holiday yesterday. So uh, it's also brought to you by Revitalize. And you can uh, eat smart. 
lose weight, keep it off with the revitalized, proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. What did we see over the weekend that warrants an award? Who wants to start? I'll go first. All right. The name of the year award, Vinny, I'm giving to Marlboro Jesus. I don't know if that's how he pronounces his last name. <laughs> Might be Jesus. Seattle Mariners signed 17-year-old first baseman slash DH Marlboro Jesus. From what I understand, Vic, because mm-hmm. I did look into this myself when I saw that particular is it re- tweet. Is it real? It's not real. It's not real? There's apparently a um, there's a Twitter account slash website that generates fake baseball names. Get out. And that was part of the... Get I, I out. think. I didn't look too much into it. Wow. That's, I saw this all over the internet, too. That's too bad. Yeah, I, it is too bad. Especially I, when you could do a personal Jesus song. Your right own. To Marlboro. <laughs> Jesus. Someone to play for space. <laughs> do it anyway, Jarrett. Yeah. Win a pennant race. I will retire from radio the day that Jarrett blasphemes yeah, the Depeche do Mode song. Yeah, right. Okay, good I, good attempt if it's not real. <laughs> Still works for me. It's a great name. Yeah, Productive Outs is the name of the uh, website. And yeah, in March they said, we're not sure if we're proud or ashamed of this compilation of names we've dropped since 2018 or so, but here you go. Darn. There's stuff like uh, Precocious Dolt. That was my nickname in high school. Skip Giblet. Broderick Zagoma. <laughs> August Chumweather. They got a whole bunch of them. Uh-huh. But I did I did see the same thing, and my first reaction was, that is the coolest name I ever. I thought so, too. Ever. Uh, my first award is the Responsible Betting Award. Ah. Did you see this, uh, this note that came out from the gambling world over the weekend? At halftime on Saturday night. The Chargers, right before halftime, the Chargers jumped out to a 27-0 lead over the Jaguars. A money line wager was placed with DraftKings at that point. All right. The wager was $1.4 million on the Chargers to win. Oh, I did see this. I did see this. Had that come to fruition, uh-huh. which the chances had to be like 99-plus percent at that point, mm-hmm. it would have netted $11,000. $11,000. Yeah. So why does somebody with 1.4 mil doing that for 11K? I mean, it, it's hard for somebody like me to fathom. Yeah. Somebody who will never have $1.4 million and somebody who doesn't gamble on sports. But at that point, it's almost, even though there's a lot of money put up, it's almost risk-free. Risk free. So you think that, oh, it's a free 11 grand. It's a free 11 gotcha. grand, and okay. that's 11 grand more than you All have. Right. It, it's right. very hard for people to come to that, but okay. I, could you imagine that loss? Was that person Al Michaels? Oh. oh. It's hard to that believe, though. That would explain a lot. Because if you can afford to just bet $1.4 million, you would think $11,000 wouldn't really mean anything. That doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Those are the worst kind of bets, the high risk or the low reward, low risk. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, first award is the Better Off Fred. Award and it goes to the Phoenix Suns, who just recently have been leaked to Toronto Raptors point guard Fred Van Vliet, who Sham Sharania says that the Suns have emerged as a front runner to show interest in Fred as a free agent. Now, that would be in the offseason, and to make that happen, they'd actually obviously have to move around pieces on their roster to be able to afford Fred Van Vliet. So does that mean that there could be trade interest 
this season for him involving other pieces and then a new contract and stuff like that. They feel like the Suns have, it feels like the Suns have been linked to Fred Van Vliet for a decade. True. It's a long way to go for a made-up award, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, the, the award was good. <laughs> you are always good at that. Well, I think that's an interesting tidbit. It, it is. All right. Okay. Look, it's not happening. <laughs> Sarah. Ahead, All right, Sarah. let's get to mine. Uh, this, this award is the Show Me the Definition of Major Burn Award. It's going to Cowboys kicker Brett Maher. Uh, as we've documented on this show, he missed four PATs last night in, in the Cowboys' win over the Buccaneers, which ended up being fine because the Bucks were very bad. But, of course, it gave us a lot of laughs throughout the game. Peyton Manning was losing his dang mind on the Manning cast. <laughs> so this is where the Twitter account for Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, comes in. Merriam-Webster's Twitter account tweeted during the game, Yips, noun, a state of nervous tension affecting an athlete in the performance of a crucial action. Yes. <laughs> Got dunked on by a dictionary. Ouch. Oh, I like Ow. that. An inanimate object. I haven't seen a PAT that far off since Patrick Peterson predicted a Super Bowl win for the Vikings, babe. Whoa. Oh, PAT. Gotcha. The Troll of the Week award goes to Jabari Smith, rookie for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Rockets, 19-year-old kid, went up to LeBron James and said, Hey, you played against my dad. And LeBron was like, Why would you really? do that to me? Really? Who was that? Yeah, I don't remember. The audio, though, uh, was great. Like, yeah. You played against my dad in your first game yeah. in Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? So good. Isn't that and excellent? You can see him processing it for a second. And he's yeah. like, wait, yeah. what? Is that the game where LeBron went <laughs> off for 48? I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. My last award, and I, we're going to cut this a little short. Uh, my last award is the I'm Still Alive Award. And I'm giving it to Colin Cowherd, who said this on his radio show. Hang on. 6-6, their best runner. Huge arm. I mean, he more than any quarterback this weekend. He is throwing the ball over the top. Any opportunity he gets, almost to a fault. That's why I say Buffalo reminds me of the late Mike Tyson. They'll have a knockout punch always as long as Josh Allen's there. The, the late, late Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> What's he late for? Lunch? I'm still alive. Uh, there you go. There's hardware for this uh, Tuesday presented by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with the Revitalize Proud Nutrition Partner of your Phoenix Suns. Final thoughts on this Tuesday and nearing the beginning of the Mo uh, Monty Austin Fort introductory press conference all coming up here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. He's recently fired Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Cliff Kingsbury's in Thailand right now, and he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, and he's already been contacted by several different teams whether he wants to interview about a job, and he said, no, I'm good. Bangkok, Oriental setting in the city, don't know what the city is the creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Jules Brenner. Sounds like it's going to be more than one night in Bangkok. You got a one -way so many jokes. So many jokes. Yeah, it's uh, clearly Cliff Kingsbury wanted that one-way ticket tidbit out there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember the artist of this song? 
No. Jared, do you know? No, but have you heard mustache? I don't know who this is. I've heard the song. And then there's a internet, there's like a foreign person who, uh, uh, too long a story, I'll tell you after. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time to sing. Murray Head from wow. the uh, Broadway okay. uh, show Chess. Interesting. A one-hit wonder, I think, for Murray Head. 1980. Today's song of the day. Yeah. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Not a mustache, by the way, for uh, Murray Head. Uh, we hit on it during social studies real quick. I wanted to play one uh, one of my favorite calls from a Phoenix sports standpoint. Yeah. Don't, oh, hold on. i got to shut off Murray Head. Shut up, Murray. <laughs> Murray Head. Uh, Al McCoy's call... The triple overtime game in the 76 finals. Oh, yeah. Garfield heard the shot, heard round the world. One second remaining in the second overtime. Here's Perry. The Gar Hurd. Here's the jump shot. Good. It's good. It counts. Gar Hurd ties it. I want to tell you something. Somebody up there is on our side. Oh, that gives you chills, especially in real time. It didn't work out for the Suns. I was waiting for the, whoa, brother. I, it, in the last few weeks... I talked to Al before a game about stories he had from that series, and he, the, the stories he could write a book just on that series. I'm sure. Oh yeah, the but Richie the stories, Power story, the Richie Power oh, yeah. story, and the fact that they were up in the stands at Boston Garden, and they, he was like, it was hot in there. Everybody had been drinking all day. By was, the time he called that shot, he was pushing drunk. He was sitting next out. to drunk people. Yeah, they, they, they were in his lap. Right, as he was making that yeah. call. Talk about a true pro. <laughs> I have to work with drunk people every day. <laughs> Do you have a second job, sir? <laughs> Actually, I do. About four. <laughs> Just wanted to play that one. Uh, but, but for me, the, the all-time winner is Do You Believe in Miracles? That's a good one. And Al Michaels even That's had a great a call one. of some Cardinals stuff. Larry Fitzgerald's touchdown in the Super Bowl was a great call. The touchdown, uh, Larry Fitzgerald against Green Bay in the playoffs. Remember the, Larry Fitzgerald is insane! Remember that call? That was Al Michaels, too. I hope I hope Al Michaels is okay. The, the Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? That was something though he could script out. I, I love the, I love the great calls from the moments that nobody has any clue. Like Vin Scully, yeah. on the Kirk Gibson home run. Yes. Jack Buck on the Kirk Gibson home run. Oh yeah, on that the, too. On the radio call. Yeah, I don't right. believe what I just saw. I don't believe. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, we are moments away, about uh, nine minutes away from the scheduled introductory press conference at 10 o'clock thereabouts. Usually can fluctuates a couple minutes either way, but yep. uh, Monty Austinfort will be named uh, officially the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. And, New era uh, football, we, folks. I, I'm really curious to hear what the parties involved have to say about what this means for the coaching search, if there's any news on the coaching search, if there's a timetable on when they want to check that box, because very interesting, eight days into this cycle, Five teams looking for a coach. Nobody's hired one about yet, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, listen about that. So, uh, good luck to Monty. I hope his opening press conference is impressive and commanding and all that good stuff. And we'll have all kinds of reaction oh, uh, yeah. here tomorrow on this show, all day on uh, the airwaves here at Arizona Sports and on ArizonaSports.com. Thanks to Mike Reese, Shane Doan, Bobby Hurley for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. Let's do it again tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next. Following the Monty Austin Fort introductory press conference from Tempe here on Arizona. 
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.